Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. This week on the show, we're talking with Light Reading's Mike Dano about a recent request for information issued by the U.S. Department of Defense that may or may not further the Trump administration's apparent interest in a nationalized 5G network. We'll also talk a bit about the company Rivada, which has close ties to the administration, what role it's playing in all of this, and why it matters. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com slash partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. So let's talk about this request for information from the Department of Defense. Can you say more about it, what it's for, and whether it pertains to the development of a nationalized 5G network? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of things to go through there. And and so and the first thing I'll do is I'll start this off with the with a a, a slight clarification that there's so the the Department of the U.S. military, the, de, the U.S. Department of Defense, did issue that RFI, but they did not say that it's a nationalized network. And so there's, but there's it, the the language is very vague, and that RFI raised a lot of red flags, basically all over the industry. And and the reason, so so to take to take one small step back, the reason that they're doing this, so the the, the U.S. military like uses a crap load of spectrum. They, 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 they have been allocated an, an enormous amount of spectrum for their operations, whether it's radar, whether it's communicating with you know, different troops, whether whatever it is, like they, they have a lot of spectrum. And there's an argument that they don't need all that spectrum, that some of that spectrum should be taken away from the US military and given to commercial interests such as 5G. So that's kind of where this is all starting is that the you know the 5G carriers like AT&T and Verizon they say we need more spectrum where are we going to get it from well we could probably get some from the US military and for years and years the US military has said no we cannot give you any spectrum we need it all and so this RFI is sort of a it's a it's it's a noteworthy because it is another sign that the US military is actually willing to give away some of its spectrum however uh uh the, uh, some of my sources have explained that no U.S. government agency wants to give up its getting something in return. And that, I think, is what is behind this particular RFI. What, what they're saying is, we'll, uh, we'll consider giving up some of our spectrum. However, if we do that, we get, you know, uh, we, get, we get some of that network. If, if you build this network with our spectrum, we get to use it too is essentially what this RFI is saying. But it is only a request for information, um, and it's very vague. Uh, it does indicate that the DOD wants to retain some ownership of that spectrum, um, and so it's it's kind of being conflated with this idea of the U.S. government building its own network, but it's not exactly the same thing. Okay. <laughs> but, it, but it's very close. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it. And so, so, that's, so that's where the RFI is. Okay, so... They issued the RFI. Oh, and by the way, so I've I've been doing a lot of reporting on this, and it it is uh, you definitely you know it's an Alice in Wonderland like th- through the looking glass kind of experience. So, actually, so the 
so the RFI comments were due last week. Um, and everyone was like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to get all these comments. We're going to see what everybody's talking about. Well, they haven't published them. I asked the DOD directly, are you going to publish these? And they said, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, from top to bottom, this is, uh, this is messed up. And 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 a and a big reason why this is messed up is because the 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 White House Office of Science and Technology announced that a portion of this spectrum that they that this is involved in the RFI that they that they had already agreed to give it to the FCC to auction, right? So so that announcement happened in September. Then in October, the DoD issued this RFI for the exact same spectrum for a portion of that exact same spectrum. Which means that there are two different government agencies go, starting two separate processes to release this same spectrum, which is not good. And no. is it, what it means is that there is no organization within the U.S. government on how to move forward with this kind of stuff. So there's lots of questions about this whole process, but that is one very clear takeaway that uh, the left hand is not talking to the right hand in the U.S. government, and um, I think it is very fair to argue that this goes all the way up to the top to President Trump and, the, and simply the way that he manages things. It's, it is very chaotic. No decisions are ever made. Decisions can be changed. Uh, there's just no one knows what's happening. And from all the co co uh, people I've talked to and in, involved in this, that is that is one clear takeaway: is that there, no, there's no ownership, no organization, no plan, no planning. Un unclear end goal. Chaos. It is just chaos. Okay. Yeah. Great. More of the same. More of the same. Yeah. From a lot of standpoints, even for those of us, you know, way down in the tr tr trenches of wireless spectrum, it, it is it is certainly spilled into our little area. So, uh, and then you mentioned this this uh, so so that's kind of where the RFI is right now, and so we don't know. There there have been rumors that there's going to be more that is going to happen on on this whole topic. Uh, we have there's rumors that there is going to be an RFP, a request for proposal, which is sort of a more standard official, like okay, we're going to move forward with this kind of thing. We have not seen that yet. Uh, it is unclear whether it will come. Um, the FCC, for its part, is already moving ahead with its plan to auction that same spectrum, despite the fact that the DoD has got this other thing that it's doing, whatever it might be. Um, and also, all the requests, all the all the filings for the RFI are not being made public, so we don't know. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> but uh, it certainly has generated a lot of commentary within the industry, um, this, this RFI, because uh, uh, the, the implication of this RFI is that the DOD will release its spectrum by itself without going through the standard process of giving it to the NTIA, which gives it to the FCC to auction. That is the standard process by which spectrum is allocated for 5G or anything else, and because the DOD is not doing that, uh, it is causing a lot of consternation among all of the companies that, or all of the you know commercial interests that use Spectrum, including the 5G industry. So there's a there's a lot of like sort of hair pulling within Washington D.C. about well what's going on here. Well, what what's happened in response to this DOD RFI is a lot. <laughs> um, the whole wireless industry has rebelled against it with uh, very public letters and comments about it. Uh, everybody is freaking out. 
um, and also uh, a group of uh, uh, bipartisan GOP and Democrat uh, uh, people in Congress have uh, called this out as, as being not a good idea. Um, what they're doing is, in criticizing the DOD's RFI, they are saying that this is another attempt by the Trump administration to nationalize 5G, quote unquote, nationalize 5G. Um, that's what they're worried about. And, and so, uh, and that's where this company called Rovada comes in. The opponents to this whole RFI process, this whole thing, what they're saying is, is that Rovada is, uh, is the problem. They, Rovada is the one that is pushing this idea of nationalized 5G. Rovada, for its part, uh, is saying, no, that's not the case. Uh, they're saying that, you know, we're, we're just a, a startup company. We have a good idea and we want to, we want to, um, to make use of this DOD spectrum in this particular way, which is not nationalized. It's this other thing they call wholesale. Um, and there is a difference between wholesale Rovada, what they're proposing and a nationalized 5G. There is a difference, but it's, it's a little bit like splitting hairs. It's, uh, both of them are, are not the standard process by which you would auction spectrum. Um, so it, it kind of depends on, you know, which side do you fall on? Do you fall on the Rovada side, which says, you know, hey, we're just this startup company and we've got this good idea about wholesaling spectrum? Or do you fall on the other side where it's like Rovada is, uh, you know, cronyism at its worst and it's, uh, you know, it's an end run around the standard process and it's just going to result in a payout to a bunch of Trump lackeys. There's those, those are the sort of two viewpoints that you can look at this thing. Okay, so let's talk a bit about Rovada. Tell me more about the company's history and what role it's playing in all of this right now. So yeah, so Rovada is uh, a very interesting company. Um, so to, so to start on, so the story of Rovada goes back about twenty years, <laughs> when it was a it, so uh, it's a company that is uh, founded by a uh, an Irish businessman. Uh, who uh, made a whole bunch of money uh, dealing, I think it's in, in forestry things in Russia and then aluminum things in Latvia. Like, you know, it's a, it has some interesting beginnings. Um, 20 years ago, Rovada uh, and its founder, I think you pronounce his name, Declan, Gain, Declan Ganley. Um, Declan Ganley. Uh, he, um, so 20 years ago, he, uh, Rivada and this Declan Ganey, uh, was attempting to, uh, uh, build a wireless network in Iraq after the Gulf, Gulf War. So they show up there. Uh, and since then they've been attempted, attempting to build wireless networks in different countries for the government, for the government itself, including in Mexico, they bid, bid on a contract for that. They also tried it in the U S they bid for a, the, the first net contract. And so, um, and, the, and, the, and AT&T eventually won the first net contract and, and Rivada lost it. Um, and and, and to, to, interestingly, uh, uh, what's incredible is that um, literally just this week, uh, it turns out that Rivada is also push, pushing for the construction of a 5G network in Jamaica, and they are working with the Jamaican government to build a 5G network for that country. Uh, so... Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the strings on Rovada are, the, the storyline here is very deep and, and complex. Now, when it comes to this, this DOD RFI, what is rubbing, a, what, what a lot of critics of Rovada are bringing up is that uh, Rovada has a number of high-level uh, uh, associates of Trump 
that are involved with Rovada, uh, including being paid by Rovada. So uh, Carl Rove is a longtime GOP strategist. He is on the payroll for Rovada and is, is lobbying for Rovada. Uh, Peter Thiel uh, is a billionaire. Uh, he is invested in Rovada and he is known to be a close Trump associate. So, so, uh, 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 but there are, there are people who are who are sort of siding with Rovada who are not apparently not related to the company at all, such as uh, Eric Schmidt, who is the you know the former um, uh, chief executive of Google, uh, is is pushing for uh, a proposal that is very similar to the one that Rovada is pushing. So you know you, you can say that it's uh, you know they're backed by a bunch of Trump cronies. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case, but there certainly are a lot of sort of, you know, uh, 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 Trump, Trump uh, orbit people who are uh, dealing with Rovada. So anyway, Rovada uh, did submit a, a filing with the DOD's RFI. Um, but Rovada, for its part, says, no, we do not support nationalized 5G. That is not what we support. Um, instead, we support this whole wholesale thing that they've been, that they've been pushing. Um, and they liken it to the the energy market in Texas. They say that's what they want to do to Spectrum. They want to uh, create a wholesale market for it, and then you know commercial entities can can purchase it from a wholesale uh, management company, which would be Rivada. So so that's what Rivada is doing. So uh, what what's interesting here though is that uh, Rivada um, uh, uh, does not operate uh, uh, in the sort of staid and and boring. Um, uh, way of discussing these issues. Instead, they've been very vocal, very aggressive, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll happily point out that um, <laughs> uh, 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 light reading has risen to the uh, to the to the to the um, level to be recognized by Declan Ganley himself, the Rivada <laughs> CEO. He he wrote a uh, an essay in Morning Consult, uh, the publication, and 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 linked uh, specifically to our story, the light reading story about about Rivada and this whole thing. And he uh, talks about how uh, op-ed writers, analysts, and plain old reporters, and that one linked to me, it says, have been deployed to oppose his plans. So uh, yeah, I, I actually did reach out to the, uh, to, the, to the press person for Rivada and said, I made sure that uh, he knew that I had not been deployed by anyone. I just, I mean, I want to know what's happening. And so uh, we exchanged some friendly emails about that. Um, and I mean that entirely. I'm not being sarcastic. We did. We're, we're on friendly terms. Um, but but certainly, uh, uh, my understanding is that this Declan Gainley did not did not fully appreciate the way that I explained his plan and described him personally. Um, and so he was taking shots at shots at us as well as a result, um, which is fine. That's kind of how this works. Um, but he definitely a, a very outspoken uh, person about this whole issue and and uh, you know is is really pushing hard for uh, this the idea of having the the US military you know essentially lease its spectrum and then provide it on a wholesale basis to others so so he's pushing on that real hard uh, uh, and that's kind of where it is uh, uh, right now um, is that th there is no RFP yet the RFI is still out there we won't we don't know what's going to happen with it um, and so it, it certainly seems like uh, everything has stalled. And then the one last thing I'll mention about Rivada is that, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion about Rivada, well, uh, uh, about whether they're sort of a, a legitimate player in this whole thing. Um, they've certainly been involved in, you know, discussions about wireless networks all over the world for years and years. Well, I, I did ask them, uh, you know, well, what you've, you've been talking about this for so long. What networks have you actually built? 
uh, because that's been one of the criticisms about them is that they have not actually built any networks in all these years of talking about it. And uh, they did respond to my question about that. They said that uh, uh, Ravada has uh, operated, uh, the, the networks that Ravada has operated have been uh, special purpose or as ad hoc networks for government agencies. And they did not provide any specifics. So um, that's, okay. <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> if somebody asks you, well, what have you done? And you respond with very vague and, you know, no, yeah. no, no specifics. That's, that is, that's not a good sign for definitely a, not wants to manage the U S government <laughs> spectrum resources uh, uh, in the 5G between us and China. All right. So finally, what role do you think that our upcoming election is going to play and how all of this turns out? I think it will certainly have an impact on it. And obviously, you know, it could go one of two ways. Trump could win or Biden could win. Um, uh, and depending on who wins, that will that will that will have a very large impact on what happens here. Um, I think that if Trump wins, uh, he will move forward with whatever this is. Uh, it's still not clear what it is. We, we just don't know. Um, Trump has not given us a healthcare plan. He has not given us an economic plan. He has also not given us a plan for uh, what he calls a, a national 5G network. He, that that uh, phrase national 5G network is included in his uh, re-election platform. It is one of the 51 things that he wants to do in his second term is create a national 5G network. We don't know what that means. He has not provided any details. We literally have no idea what that means. But the fact that it's called a national 5G network, not you know increased 5G availability, none of that. It's a national 5G network. The fact that that is in his uh, in his uh, agenda for his second term indicates to me, f- from all that I have seen, that he he wants this to happen. Uh, he wants the U.S. military to lease its spectrum to a company like Rivada that can manage it somehow in some fashion. We don't know the details. I think that he wants to do this because this. Uh, this idea has been following him throughout his first term, and now here it here it is, you know, for all of us to see in the agenda for his second term. So, if he is elected, I believe that he will do something uh, that this will continue to happen, whatever it is. Um, whether that's good or bad, I I, I won't take a side on that, but uh, it will de- it will definitely continue in some fashion. So, if, if Biden is elected. Uh, I think that uh, a, a very different set of things will happen. Um, I would suspect that uh, he'll need to install his administration. He'll probably install a new head for the FCC. Um, and that's literally going to delay everything uh, by six months. Some people think to a year, which means that any spectrum that we had hoped to get for 5G is going to be delayed because Biden will be sort of, you know, implementing his own his own stuff. Um, whether that's good or bad, again, I'm not going to take a side on that, but I think that that is what people are seeing is going to happen. And most likely, uh, you know, it, it, I think a, a lot of people are hoping for sort of a return to normalcy in terms of spectrum management, where, you know, the NTIA plays its historic role, the FCC plays its historic role, and, and we have sort of substantive debates about how to, you know, what's the best way to handle this spectrum? How, how is it best to be released? Should it be allocated for 5G? I think, I think that that is what most people are expecting is sort of a, a general return to sort of a normal procedure, normal process for, for the allocation of, of the United States to spectrum. And then the, the final thing, though, that is probably worth noting is that uh, th- there are uh, very strong indications that Biden uh, will uh, uh, bring back uh, net neutrality. So if you thought you had seen the last of that, probably not. It seems like if he's elected, he's going to 
he's going to resurrect that whole discussion. Uh, whether that has any impact, uh, <laughs> we'll see whether it impacts this whole process. Uh, that remains to be seen, probably not. But but I think that that's something that we can kind of expect under, under a President Biden. Awesome. So um, a lot to keep your eyes on then. <laughs> Yes. Thanks for letting me go on at length. And, uh, you know, if we if we had another hour, we could go down more of these rabbit holes, uh, uh, you know, such as, uh, yeah, ownership stakes and uh, all the, you know, all, all the all the things. There's lots of things. <laughs> well, you're always welcome back here. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of, of opportunities to go down all the rabbit holes. So thank you so That's much, right. Mike. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike, for your time today. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. And thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. That's the story for now. We'll see you next time. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot partners.